0: Section fifty-seven of Word Portraits by Famous Writers. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Eva Davis. Word Portraits of Famous Writers, edited by Mabel E. Wooten. Charles Lamb, seventeen seventy-five to eighteen thirty-four, from De Quincey's Life and Writings. Lamb at this period of his life then passed regularly after taking wine under a brief eclipse of sleep it descended upon him as soft as a shadow in a gross person laden with superfluous flesh and sleeping heavily this would have been disagreeable but in lamb thin even to meagerness spare and wiry as an arab of the desert or as thomas aquinas wasted by scholastic vigils the affection of sleep seemed rather a network of aerial gossamer than of earthly cobweb, more like a golden haze falling upon him gently from the heavens, than a cloud exhaling upwards from the flesh. Motionless in his chair as a bust, breathing so gently as scarcely to seem entirely alive, he presented the image of repose midway between life and death, like the repose of sculpture, and to one who knew his history, a repose contrasting with the calamities and internal storms of his life i have heard more persons than i can now distinctly recall observe of lamb when sleeping that his countenance in that state assumed an expression almost seraphic from its intellectual beauty of outline its childlike simplicity and its benignity it could not be called a transfiguration that sleep worked in his face for the features wore essentially the same expression when waking but sleep spiritualized that expression exalted it and also harmonized it much of the change lay in that last process the eyes it was that disturbed the unity of effect in lamb's waking face they gave a restlessness to the character of his intellect shifting like northern lights through every mode of combination with fantastic playfulness and sometimes by fiery gleams, obliterating for the moment that pure light of benignity which was the predominant reading on his features. 1822. From Froude's Life of Carlyle. He was the leanest of mankind, tiny black breeches buttoned to the kneecap and no further, surmounting spindle legs, also in black, face and head finish, black, bony, lean and of a jew type rather in the eyes a kind of smoky brightness or confused sharpness spoke with a stutter in walking tottered and shuffled emblem of imbecility bodily and spiritual something of real insanity i have understood and yet something too of human ingenuous pathetic sportfully much enduring poor lamb he was infinitely astonished at my wife, and her quiet encounter of his too ghastly London wit by a cheerful native ditto. Adieu, poor lamb. From Talford's Reminiscence of Charles Lamb Bethinks I see him before me now, as he appeared then, and as he continued, with scarcely any perceptible alteration to me, during the twenty years of intimacy which followed, and were closed by his death. A light frame, so fragile that it seemed as if a breath would overthrow it, clad in clerk-like black, was surmounted by a head of form and expression the most noble and sweet. His black hair curled crisply about an expanded forehead, his eyes softly brown, twinkled with varying expression, though the prevalent feeling was sad, and the nose slightly curved and delicately carved at the nostril. With the lower outline of the face regularly oval, completed a head which was finely placed on the shoulders, and gave importance and even dignity to a diminutive and shadowy stem. Who shall describe his countenance, catch its quivering sweetness, and fix it for ever in words? There are none, alas, to answer the vain desire of friendship. Deep thoughts driving with humour, the lines of suffering wreathed into cordial mirth, and a smile of painful sweetness present an image to the mind it can as little describe as lose. His personal appearance and manner are not unfitly characterized by what he himself says in one of his letters to Manning of Brahm, a compound of the Jew, the gentleman, and the angel, written shortly after Lamb's death. End of section 57.